I'm Leslie Torres. And I'm Bronna Marks. And together we co-host West Coast Mix and Bounce. For all things West Coast NBA. That's right. We cover the Lakers, Clippers, Warriors, and yes, the Kings and the Suns. When there's something good to talk about. We have a new and fun episode every two weeks where we break down the craziest headlines in the NBA that pertain to the West Coast teams. We are such a niche podcast that you won't find anywhere else. I mean, two girls with experience in the field talking West Coast basketball. Um, yeah, you want to listen. This is West Coast Mix and Bounce brought to you by LAFB Network. Hi, everybody. Welcome for another season of West Coast Mix and Bounce. We are so excited to officially be back. Uh, we've missed basketball for sure. And uh, I'm Leslie Torres, and my co-host is Bronna Marks, if you all know her. So Hello. we're going to hit on some topics for today's podcast. We're going to do NBA preseason, what we are thinking so far, what are the expectations, what are the outcomes. We're also going to talk about the NBA's best 75 players of all time which they're going to be releasing because it is their 75th year anniversary Crazy. so that's going to be fun um we're also going to talk about WNBA finals reactions what do we think who are we going for expectations and I think you kind of get the vibe of where we're going for but just stick around for the end of that <laughs> yes but um okay. but for sure do you want to start off with preseason and recap on our west coast teams Yes, yeah, so uh, a lot has happened since we last chatted about the Suns missing out on um, a championship and then free agency and then the draft. And then it was like, now it's like, okay, now it's real life. We're here for games. Um, so obviously, right now the rankings are just preseason. Um, so the first in line, surprisingly, are the Kings. Um, they actually won the Summer League tourney. We talked about that. We chatted about that. They have a lot of young stars. Same idea um, that they've been on for the last, like, you know, five years. So um, mm -hmm. we're just kind of watching them build up. Um, obviously, they kept a lot of their main pieces. Buddy Heal, they just signed. They just re-signed um, Tyrese Halliburton. So uh, I feel like a lot of development going on in Sacramento. Uh, sure. as, as far as going undefeated in preseason and um, going undefeated, I think, in the summer league, were they undefeated? Maybe they had the, like, one loss, something like that. But I just don't know if that's going to transfer. You cannot tell me anything about the Kings, girl. <laughs> I don't. We all know how Leslie Maybe was. since the late 2000s, not 2000s, like, early 2000s, not anymore. <laughs> yeah. So. But I, I feel you, yes. Uh, just just for that, like, obviously, we're going to go through every team and, and say what we think about how they're going to finish this season. So compared to last season, like, you know, they, they finished maybe four, well, like a few spots outside of the, the playing tourney, which is going to be a thing again this year. Mm -hmm. uh, so do you think they're going to, like, move closer to the playing tourney? Or so that it's going to be like the bottom notch? Just <sighs> No I, think it's, I think it's going to be the same. Like, I, I'm not, honestly, like, they haven't really done anything dramatic with their roster, dramatic with their coaching staff. So I don't really think they're going to do much, to be honest. Right. Like, or they're not even, like, in a good spot to begin with. They do have so much talent. So it's sad to see it kind of go to waste. Yeah. But do I see them being in the playoffs this year? No. <laughs> yeah. And that's <laughs> how about you? Um, You're like I live for the talent. Yes, I feel like they'll they'll move a spot closer to the playing tournament. Maybe they'll be like a, a game or two out instead of like you know five or ten games out. But um, uh, we are on IG Live, guys, listening to the recording. Everybody who's yes. listening to the recording, so we are going to be interacting with people. Uh, but yeah, IG Live people, let us know what you think about the Kings, um, and we'll mm -hmm. we'll we'll come back to that. <laughs> Um, mm -hmm. Hopefully right. we don't have any Kings fans that are gonna come for me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I mean, I don't know if there's that many at this point. You know, so maybe some of the younger audiences uh, are Kings. Maybe. Fans. I wonder <laughs> if there are kids Kings fans out there. I wonder. I don't know. They're they're somewhere, right? But uh, <laughs> beyond the Kings, you know, that's just the melt the the, the surface level of the Pacific Division. Uh, we have the Warriors. They are. We do. Four and well, actually five and zero, right? They went undefeated in in preseason. Yeah, had their last game yesterday. Preseason ended yesterday. So, uh, Leslie, what do you think about 
the Warriors, Steph Curry. I think they are actually I think they're like back and um like it's so good to see them out there and playing basketball. And oh last night Curry was crazy. Or insane. yeah, it was last night. Like yes. it's insane to see how athletic he still is, how much he still has it. And not even that. It's also like you're gonna get Clay Thompson back. They got Draymond Green Draymond Green still. Yeah. They have Iggy back. And just to see the, that group of four people come back and be on the team and have a better roster and a better bench than they did last season, sure. I think it's going to be totally – it's going to be a tough matchup in the West. I think so. Yeah. Curry last night dropping 40 was crazy. Yes, it was. That was crazy. That was, And then oh, it was so, so well basketball. It's like yeah. we're kind of back to the Splash Brothers – kind of vibe that we used to have we haven't seen clay but i feel like he's gonna fit in just perfectly nicely and i think we should also talk about because they went before this they were four and oh it's another five and oh and um they have a better bench what do you think about their bench this season well i i would say honestly they definitely do look rounded out the the person who i was thinking about when you said splash brothers i'm thinking jordan pool i feel like he's like yes. the third. yes i feel like he is the third splash brother and you could see it obviously preseason is a way to showcase the younger talent showcase the bench like that's how that's what preseason is all about hi- hyping up the the younger guys and um the guys who are trying to like you know secure their spot on the lineup and in the last several games you're talking 30 points against Portland, 17 points against the Nuggets. That was a game leading, you know, obviously, again, low scoring for preseason. Um, uh, 28 points following up behind 30 points from Curry versus the Lakers. And he had six threes in that game. So obviously that uh, I feel like that verifies him as a splash brother. Um, Obviously, you have uh, Wiseman, who finally got his vaccination, so he will be back. Uh, he has kind of been, like, in and out of the, the lineup for preseason. So, But Wiggins, uh, uh, Oda Potter Jr. also has been somebody who's kind of been stepping up, scoring 16 points versus the Lakers again. Uh, so I think they do have they, – they literally have been rebuilding over the past three years, right? And they've had mm-hmm. these guys. They've sifted some of them out. They've kept a few of them to surround people like Curry, Draymond, Clay. Uh, who is expected to come back for Christmas. So actually, that would be like the best Christmas gift ever. Uh, But hopefully, obviously, he's uh, super healthy and all of that. But yeah, I think they're they're well-rounded. I think so, too. And then, um, like you mentioned, I think now they have a better balance of veteran players and younger players. But I think last season, obviously, without Curry, without Clay, um, Draymond had to carry most of the weight on his shoulders, like of the team. And it's a younger team. And they're still developing and they're still trying to get in rhythm of what it is to play professionally, how it is to work with one another. They've got that year under their belt and now they're going to go on this season. And it's just you can tell they're so much more comfortable with how they're playing. They're more comfortable um, vibing off each other. Like like you mentioned, Jordan Poole, like he was like, I'm going to shoot it. And it and it goes in most of the time. And it's just like maybe before and uh, seasons before that there was some hesitation there's no more hesitation and they're just letting it go and it looks really scary <laughs> yeah really scary out there at least for every other team in the nba because the warriors are looking could yeah. be could be dangerous could be dangerous i would say definitely playoffs i don't even think they will need to contend okay. in plans hopefully hopefully as long as they stay healthy, because obviously obviously that's been an issue. But I feel like a healthy Warriors team would definitely be unstoppable. And, and we're looking at like a 40-0 and 0 Golden State again. Uh, and it's I been think so, too. So many years since that. Uh, I've always kind of watched the Warriors since I first got into basketball. And it was always obviously Curry, Curry, Curry. And I was like, these are the underdogs. Like, they're going to go to the top got to the top, and then dropped back down. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, I, I think they could learn a lot from that, and they could add to the depth and the seriousness of the Pacific Division and the Western Conference uh, overall. Exactly. And then someone said, can't put much on Clay's plate. He's literally missed two years in a row. Got to get his timing back and confidence. I agree with that. I yeah. agree. I'm pretty sure he's kind of rusty here and there. Practice does not mean the same thing as, like, warming up. But... 
he's played with Curry before. Like all he had to do is just stand there and shoot it. And I think, <laughs> I think once you got that arm, like you got it. <laughs> yeah, I think you gotta learn maybe some plays and rotations. But I think no matter what, like give him a couple of weeks and he'll be back to like the clay we know. Yeah, so I agree with that. But let's see. I hopefully it doesn't take too long either because I don't know. There's just so many excuses when some when certain teams win. <laughs> there's just so many excuses. I don't want to hear it. Uh, yeah, that part. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that. But <laughs> I, I think again, also with Clay, it once a baller, always a baller. So if, if he's really been this determined after two injuries, like major injuries, to come back mm-hmm. to the same team and to have that dynamic and that family in Golden State enough for them to keep him around while being injured, because you know that does not happen often usually if like you're hurt that's it off to the next team like we'll replace you but it it feels like that they trusted him to recover and come back as a significant player they're going to pay him as a significant player um and and I think obviously his game will be different yet you always have to change up your game once you get injured or you're hurt or whatever but at some point um I I just think that he's going to fit perfectly Oh, we're loading. We're having some technical issues right here, guys. Are we good? I think we disconnected. Hold on. I can't hear you. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear oh, you. Oh, can you hear me? Yes, I can. I'm sorry. I'm having technical difficulties with my AirPods. So, no, no. Hold problem. on. Okay. Pause. Pause. Because I want to hear everything that's happening. <laughs> Okay, we got backup earpods coming, guys. We got backup. So let's read what's going on. They fell hard from the top, Lord. They had a great run. Yes, they did have an amazing run, historical run. Still the same defender. He took that load off Curry. Um, yeah, so. Hello? Yes? Leslie? We're having, we're having technical. It's okay. We Hello? will figure it out. Okay. Are you are you good? I, I can see you. Okay. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, okay. Okay. Can cool. you hear me? Yes. Okay. Perfect. Got it. We are ready. So where were we? <laughs> okay. So we were talking about Clay and I was just kind of talking about how um, you know, he'll fit back into the into the puzzle piece perfectly. I feel like I follow Oh, for sure. Yeah. So for that, sure. That's the Warriors. Um up next is the Suns in our conversation, and they are currently three and one. Three and one? I think they only had four preseason games. Um, so we're talking former. Can you hear me? Oh, <laughs> we're talking yeah. former finals trip team. Kept most of the same people. Um, the biggest conversation I think with them is that DeAndre Ayton wants to get paid the max extension and they will not give that man his money, but he literally invented the Valley Oop. So I am confused. Like they did t-shirts and everything and you're not going to give the guy who did that his money. I don't understand. (laughs) And you know, I'm I'm a big DeAndre Ayton fan. I wasn't, but I was because he's been more consistent and he showed up for the playoffs. Yeah. Not like huge. He's not like an Anthony Davis or like a huge center. Center, but he showed up he, consistently. So I'm just like, why do they not want to pay him? Yeah, and, and I think maybe there's something else that we don't know about, and maybe it'll come out later. I don't know. Yeah, I, they may be at their max. Honestly, I mean, when you have players like Booker who's on a max extension, CP3 who's on a max. You know, they literally may just not have the money, but you should have thought of that before when you were trying to build a championship team and now you're exactly. trying to keep a championship team. Um, and I, he's worth all the money. Granted, he's 23, I think. I he's mean, so young. He's young. Like, he just got drafted a few years ago. He has so much. For him to start off the way he did strong, well, obviously, actually, he started more quiet. And then he, I feel like he just peaked with the people that were around him. And if they can keep him, they can make him an even bigger player than that. Give him yep. some consistency. Give him a defined role. Because um, he has way more growing to do. Yeah, I think he does. And then you're coming, you're from the, you're the defending Western Conference champions. 
you want to keep some kind of continuity with your team. You want to keep the same kind of core that got you this far and like add pieces here and there. So I'm just, that is weird situation to me. Maybe he has yet to prove himself as much as the Suns would like him to be. Maybe they want somebody who's a little bit more aggressive and dominant, but I feel like with the right kind of group around him, he can do that. Just adding Chris Paul last season, what a difference that made to his aggressiveness, his assertion for his drive to want to actually be in the paint and like rebound and put the ball in the basket. So I feel like it's like the potential is there. I just, I don't see if they're just trying to give up or they have some better options out there that they're like, "Mm, maybe we should keep these money for something else. Yeah. I don't know, but I like Aiden. I like him. Yeah, I, I really do, too. I think he's a core piece to their to their team um, and, and definitely in the long run. Obviously, in the preseason, uh, he was probably one of the only of their big three to play to put up mm-hmm. numbers. Um, and I mean, he put up decent numbers for for preseason, 11 rebounds, 14 points against the Clippers. Um, he had uh, he was 39, sorry, eight points, 11 rebounds in Portland. Um, but another thing about the Suns, I feel like they were looking more for the bench uh, to interact with them, mm-hmm. especially when I feel like Booker and CP3 um, started to fade in the finals. So in Portland, their bench had 78 points, which was like incredible. Ooh, wow. I was like, this is that's a lot. Yeah, so everybody was involved. I don't know what it was uh, or, or what conversation they had, but mm-hmm. they were just like, y'all need to just go off. Just do it. Prove that you can do it. So people like Cam Johnson, JaVel McGee, Landry Shamit, you know, these are these are players that you are looking to put in for for several minutes um, to, to make an impact, to, to change yeah. the pace of the game. That's literally what they're for. Somebody like Cam Johnson had a big breakout year last year with the Suns, uh, just leading up to the finals, big points. So they, they do need to keep their core. I feel like at this point, you're so close. You're, we're right at the peak of the beginning of regular season. So if if they don't make that decision with Aiden, I feel like it's going to be awkward. If you look around the league, there's a whole lot. It's not a good spot to be in. Mm -hmm. Just as Ben Simmons. (laughs) Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving. I mean, the list goes on. With the team, so I don't really know. <laughs> you, you, I mean, as a team, you and like I said, right, you guys are the defending Western Conference champions. You guys want to make it again. You all want to win the finals. Do Why you wanted this extra drama that's just going to mess up the team chemistry, the team core, unless they have other plans? Yeah. I don't know. But I agree with you. The bench has been looking also better. So they have more of a chance. They kept kind of their like core. But um, for me, somebody asked, um, do you think they'll pull it off again or at least get close to it? I think for them is like they have to go back to the finals or it's a bust season. Like there's no excuses. You still have the same core. This time Booker is supposed to be healthy, you know, God willing, knock on wood. And you have the players and you added more players to help you win. So there it's, championship or bust for the Suns for the Suns for the Suns I think so so tough there's I mean it's because honestly now I feel like our West Coast division has gotten so good yeah and like for every team it's just like championship championship like Warriors Lakers Suns Clippers (laughs) (laughs) no well we're gonna get you know but like if you have the talent then that's what we're expecting yeah for sure um, I, I think the, the Suns are definitely under a lot of pressure this year to go back to the finals and get their redemption. If it's going to happen this year, I don't know, literally, just how you said, with all of the competition uh, and their division and in their conference, it's going to make it 10 times harder to get back where they mm-hmm. were. And, and you're talking about you're coming off of two years of unregulated seasons, basically. So now you have a regular full 82-game slate or 83, I think it's 82 or 83. Um, so so this is the real test. Like, can you do it in real time the way that it's supposed to be set up? You know, a full all-star weekend, like all of that. Um, and, and we will see who is going to break and who is going to make it. But I feel like for me, the Suns can make it to either the Western Conference Finals or the Finals again. Um, you know what? That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Because yeah. now it's really going to be a full season all the games 
Yeah. Fatigue might kick in. Injuries kick in. Injuries. Ah, that's going to be t- good. Good point, Brana. Like, that, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Like, my head is still, like, COVID season in my head. Like, that is, yeah, that's a really good point. And obviously, we have older teams, too. Older teams in the sense of age. So, we'll yeah. see how they do with that as well. Because Chris Paul is also on the older side. Yeah. Um, Gala for the Warriors. Yeah, that's going to be not going to be interesting. But I feel like the Suns should have enough to take them further. But it's just going to be the competition-wise, for sure. For sure. sure. And uh, who's our next team? Who is our next team? The Clippers. The, the Clippers. My notes are all everywhere. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> no, no worries. Uh, yeah, so we could talk Clippers. They went one in. Uh, they only won one game. That's the only point of preseason. I'm going to tell you the truth, Rana. What? I forgot about them. <laughs> they are. And I'm not trying to. Look, I'm not trying to be a hater. I literally forgot about them. They are. Like, I have not. Besides Media Day and their amazing new arena they're making. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with them. But I did my research, obviously, for this podcast because I'm a professional and I like yep. to do my work. But I was like, what's going on with them? Yeah. I don't it, know. They, well, they're, they into it then. <laughs> yeah, they're a forgettable team. You're literally, that's, you painted the picture. They are a forgettable team. There is nothing that really, like, pops out, standouts, make you really excited to watch them. Like, if they were on a list, like, if we were to say, who's the most exciting team in the Pacific Division, anybody who's watching, tell me your most exciting team on the West Coast, okay? It's not going to be the Clippers. I'm going to tell you right that. Isn't that crazy? It's not. <laughs> like, 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 somebody said shade. No shade. Like, uh, no shade aside. Like, when you think, like, of exciting basketball, you automatically don't think, like, Kawhi and the Clippers. No. Or Paul don't. George, Kawhi, and the Clippers. I mean, they never play together. <laughs> Maybe heard- that's why. That shade. That shade. <laughs> You're right. It is. It's really shady in here, literally. <laughs> um, oh, my God. That's a good one. The, the fact that we're just looking at preseason, the, the season hasn't even started. All right. You know, Quiet has the ACL. Ibaka's played like three games since he's been there. You know, his back is always hurting. Who knows what's wrong with him? And um, right now they're still depending on everybody else besides the court. Like, and it's so funny when you think of, you put together an NBA team, you do your core first, your star mm-hmm. players first, and then, like, everybody else. But it's, like, everybody mm-hmm. else and then the star players. <laughs> for the Clippers, as that's just... It's the opposite. Which yeah. is good for the other players because they've actually been playing well, like, individually. Not as a team. I think they have a 1-4 and four record in the preseason. So it's just like, eh. Yeah. I mean, me and, like, records during the preseason doesn't really matter. And I know what you guys are thinking. I should just saying that because the Lakers lost all their games. No. <laughs> I'm not. Probably. I, it's just it's just practice. It's just preseason. You're but right. um, I think a key for the Clippers are that they are full of injuries and the season has yet to kind of start. So like Serge Ibaka still out. He's been progressing, but he's still not going to be ready for next week. There's also Kawhi and his ACL recovery. So the timetable also on that is kind of sketchy. But according to like the latest research is that he is up to speed and even more further so he might come back earlier mm-hmm. Marcus Morris senior is coming off of a knee injury so we'll probably see him play soon I feel like the injuries at least for their like core and star players are kind of like adding up yeah it, it, it is and this has been the song that has been sung since they signed all of their well how many things can I rhyme today mm-hmm. all their players how many s's can I say for the Clippers sore losers no let me sorry <laughs> um but <laughs> Oh my god, we're gonna get all the Clippers fans. Oh, there's not that many. Uh, probably not. <laughs> um, but I'm this, so sorry, I'm so mean. We're we're just here to jab on the Clippers, guys. And forget uh, we're just here to laugh and talk sports. So thank you for joining us. Really, yeah. honestly, honestly. I'm specifically basketball. But I mean, let's see what else. They really didn't make any huge roster changes. So they have their their team kind of similar to what they did last year, but. They do have Eric Bledsoe now. They do. You would think that would make more noise, right? No. Mm-hmm. Not I at totally all. I totally forgot he was on the squad. I feel like Eric Bledsoe needs 
a somebody else. Like, you know, he's he's the Robin to the More back. than Kawhi and Paul George? <laughs> I mean, like I said, they barely play together. And the issue is Paul George is not a franchise player. I'm just going to say it. Mm. He is too inconsistent. Yes, he's an amazing player. Don't get me wrong. He's a great player, super athletic, clutch sometimes. Um, but at, overall, just by himself, if he doesn't have somebody else to dish him a pass or, you know, even him out on the court, it, you forget that he's really there because he did step up again last season, uh, postseason, and he, he kind of stretched out their postseason run. But oh, yeah. He couldn't do it by himself, and that's just how it is. And if if they don't have those strength core around him like Ibaka or Kwai around him consistently, you know, he can't help in the way that he's supposed to or, or that people expect him to. But some of the – one person who did stand out that got some time during preseason was their draft pick that they picked up, Um Boston Jr., he had uh, 20.7 mm. rebounds versus the King. You know, somebody like Terrence Mann, who who they've been working on, had some really, really amazing games last year. Uh, Kennard. Um, so these are guys that the, my biggest question here, my notes, is like, who's going to step up? Because, I mean, who's going to be the guy who's also getting 20 points a game or, or 15 plus points a game? Because if you don't have anybody in your starting lineup who's going to have that consistent uh stat sheet then you know i don't know like it's boring again i think well for during the playoffs last season it was terrence mann when Kawhi went down so i think he's kind of and i've been i was looking at their games i was looking at his stats like he's still being consistent and they offered him the extension so that kind of gives you a little bit more security on at least on terrence mann they also have reggie jackson they have uh batum so it's just like it's but these are like not the star players these are the role players I would I don't want to like you know knock them down because they're really good at what they do I would just call them like role players and it's crazy that they can't even find a way to integrate like Paul George and Kawhi to these players like Terrence Mann wasn't playing that maybe not that many minutes because Kawhi was in but like there has to be a way that you can like like integrate them together I don't know if that makes sense but like it does or and now with Eric Bledsoe it's just like how are these players standing out individually but you guys aren't as a team yeah together I, I yeah this is still a lot of question marks around the Clippers because it, and it's so funny because fundamentally logistically number wise they're a good team but they yeah. just can't seem they they they're missing a spark we've been saying this uh, and I feel like until they find that spark or that piece that that gives them that enthusiasm to win together as a team uh, it's going to be really hard for them to reach the finals caliber. It's going to be really, really hard. I think so, too. And then they don't have Patrick Beverly anymore. And even though he was, like, a little annoying player, like, you know, with his defense and stuff like that, yeah. like, I feel like he was very much, like, clipper-motivated, clipper clipper nation, and kind of kept them all in check in a way. Or, like, yeah, like, all together on the floor. It's just, right now, it's just not looking, like, Yes, missing the glue. We're missing something to connect it. Yeah. You are right, Sir Ho. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's Bay right there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I wondered how they knew. Yeah. I, <laughs> I know. Um, she's literally on the other side of this wall, probably listening to me. So it. Uh, but yeah. So the Clippers, at the end of the day, they they really are missing that glue. Pat Bev. Like you said, he he gives the energy. Like there's no energy. Like Kawhi just bleh, like Paul George just bleh, like there's nobody just like to excite it. Who's yelling on the court? Who's who's coaching in the circle? Who's like there's nobody like that on the Clippers. They're just all very like mellowed out. Like just play the game of basketball. Go home. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> something, um, something is missing. Like an X factor. Like a. Mm. Yeah. But we'll see. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe they just need to get their chemistry together more. And it'll just flourish during the beginning of the season. But I doubt it. But I don't know. Yeah. Have we ever been wrong, Brenda? No, not really. I don't think we're so. Pretty, we're pretty good at this. We're pretty so you guys should stick around. We're pretty yeah. good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so speaking of that, 75 years of basketball this year. Uh the season starts on Tuesday, two games. What's up? <laughs> we are not gonna skip the Lakers. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm just kidding. 
let me just go. I'm just going to take myself off. Bye, guys. <laughs> yes. You know what's so funny is that literally I forgot about the Lakers, and then I had to squeeze them in on this little side piece because they went 0-6 during the preseason. <laughs> like I said, we don't talk about preseason stats like like that, okay? Some, yes, not all the time. Okay. Had, like one of the most preseason games on the roster. They did. They had six. They didn't win not one of them. Yeah, they had, they had a lot of games, and they didn't win one. But let's be Let's be honest, I watched all of them, so I can give you, well, not all of them, but I watched most of them. But, like, 0-6 really doesn't mean that they suck, okay? It just yeah. needs that they need to practice together and get their chemistry going. Anyways, so, for all y'all that didn't know, or maybe you did know, the Lakers are a completely new team, okay? Three players from last season survived to this season. So that just goes to show you that there's so many new players that they all have to kind of learn to play with and vibe with and there will be no russell westbrook slander on this podcast on this life Mm -mm. because there's a lot of people saying he doesn't fit with the lakers uh you know the way they went oh and six i'm sorry Uh, (laughs) i'm gonna say it one more time i already know i just had to say it one more time but literally for his debut he had two points i just want to point that out two i saw a stat okay i saw a stat that said the last time the Lakers went um, oh and whatever in the preseason, they won a championship, which was 2020. Oh wow! Maybe they just do so. It we might be eating our own words right here. Yeah, uh, I you know I don't think they really won many preseason games last year or the year before that when they actually won in the bubble. Yeah. So this may be like a thing for them, like oh let's just you know who cares about preseason and then <laughs> boom let's just out of the gates fast Lakers. Like I I don't know I just if if I was a team. You know, but who am I? I'm just, you know, a lowly media girl. But <laughs> if I was a team, I wouldn't want to go 0-6 in the preseason with a brand new squad, I'm just saying. And I wouldn't want my debut player, Russell Westbrook, to score two points <laughs> in his first game. And Melo came out. And, you know, we've been talking about how the Lakers are older and da-da-da-da. Mind you, they already have, like, two people on IR. But <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm, wait, wait, pause, because I'm going to come in and defend them, okay? Okay. Not with passion, but with stats. Yeah. Actually, I don't have any stats, but with passion and stats. All right. So, yes, it was a disappointing 0-6, but am I really that disappointed? No. There was, like, so many bright spots that at least I saw okay. for the Lakers. One, their starting lineup with LeBron, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, Kent Bazemore, and Carmelo Anthony. That was the greatest thing to happen to them. There was, true. That was, like, great. Like, they were vibing on the floor. Yes, it took a couple of minutes, a couple while. LeBron didn't play until, like, the last two games. So, we don't count four games out of the... <laughs> when LeBron's not playing, we don't count those games. <laughs> oh, we don't count those Okay, sure. All right. And let's see. Okay, Anthony Davis is coming back from an injury, Okay. He is looking good. He's looking solid. He, he still falls, and he still gives me some kind of anxiety when he falls. But he's like Shaq. He's like Shaq reincarnated on the Lakers. I think it's because they're so tall, huh? Ugh. Yeah. Like that's how. If he- there's any tall people in our life, can you tell us like what's up with like falling with tall people? Like why is it so hard? Like they, it's just a, maybe because like, they're like further from the floor. Yeah, the gravity it just like mm. takes just takes more weight on them, like pushes them down. I don't this know. This sounds like science. I like this. I know, right? Do a research. We should get a uh, what is it? Um, there's actually a profession literally for what like a trainer. We should get a trainer in to talk about why when AD falls, like his oh, whole body. You just know breaks. what? That is a very good idea. I like that. Pin that okay. down. Write it down trainer for next episode we, i'm literally writing probably ask because apparently there's no tall people you ever seen a tree fall in concept um, that's true ah. but they have hands i know right at least pr- brace yourself but anyways um <laughs> on a, so he's coming on a, back from injury which is yeah on a, he's on doing a, okay he doesn't look like wobbly or like out of rhythm LeBron James is getting older, and he's still doing amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay, like, he's ready to dominate. And the fact that he's kind of, like, gone into this new role. So, because, I feel like because of Russell Westbrook, 
Yeah. He's kind of going to give him more the point guard kind of position. And that would just allow LeBron to be like, okay, well, I'm ready. Set me up. Like, I'm ready. And yeah. we're just going to see him probably more in the paint and more like layups and a little bit more dominant. So I feel like I love, I love that vibe. I love that role for LeBron. All right. Also, I do, I think once they added LeBron to the lineup, Westbrook kind of changed. Like, yeah. he had a nice, cool, like, 10 points, 10 rebounds the last time they were at Staples. So it's just like, I feel like once they have the right players to go with each other, they can find a way to kind of build that chemistry and vibe. So, yes, was Westbrook's time timeouts turnovers disappointing? Yeah. But if he's taking more of a point guard role, you kind of expect that from point guards to somebody have more laughed. turnovers than the rest sorry somebody laughed i said ad in the paint okay i know he doesn't like playing center we all we know he don't like playing center you want to be at the three-point line like Giannis. Ooh. <laughs> and i don't know why he doesn't like it when he's so good at it like he's so good at it like yeah. he belongs in that spot anyways yeah and and it's just funny because some some really big guys like you expect to be more like this is my house like right under that the basket and they're just like no three point and like mid range can take it yeah <laughs> not my like LeBron I feel like Le- I would say LeBron's more of a center than AD is just based on like aggression um mm-hmm. so I feel like the obviously preseason was a way to, to to feel out the floor for them because they're all going to have adjusted roles so to speak. Uh, I feel like Westbrook is definitely more of a guard type. He's going to have to figure out to possess that um, because obviously I think he could play almost every position besides the center, obviously, um, or at least guard position wise. But now it's like more of a point because we've talked about how the Lakers never have a point guard. Like they never have an established point guard. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, tonight you're a point guard. Like LeBron, they're like, whatever. They're just like, any, any He's like, I'll suit up. <laughs> Like, we don't really need, like, a defined point guard, but just you go out there and do it. So uh, I feel like that's obviously going to be a big question or, or a big thing for them to fill this year. Uh, they have plenty of bigger guys, like Howard had 23 points uh, versus the Warriors. And then uh, Malik Monk also maybe a breakout star for them this year. Uh, he seems to be another guard type uh, person opening up the floor, getting in those clutch shots. Uh, the one thing that did make me a little bit nervous about the Lakers is that at all of these games, they were shooting like under 40% for right. from field goal range. And it's like, okay, this is practice, but how does practice really look for you guys? <laughs> um, but so I, there are some things that made me nervous, obviously, about preseason. Obviously, preseason is not the biggest thing to define a team from uh, as far as an 82 game slate and how that team is going to grow over the next several months. Uh, But what can the Lakers get to the finals? I think that's really the point is yes, they can. Obviously they have a whole slate. Obviously I'm going to just bag on them now because (laughs) why would you, why would you go? Why would you bet against LeBron is the question. Yes. I can't. I'm going to, I'm going to. Not not you. People in general. People in general. Yes. Okay. I I mean, I really will though. I really will be like LeBron, like get your shit together. But in the end, like you can still win, bro. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm like, I'm realistic. Like obviously I'm a Lakers fan. People should know that, but I'm realistic. I feel like also a kind of uh, red flag or like alert should be the fact that their injuries are kind of slowly piling up, and it's just like we're brilliant preseason. So they're already out with no Trevor Ariza for at least eight weeks. Yeah. THT just had surgery, so they'll probably be at least four weeks without him. And then you have like little minor here and there with Wayne Ellington, Malik Mon, Kendrick Nunn, which are like the new players that they were supposed to get to be like the shooters or kind of create offense for them. So the fact that they're just like here and there sprinkled and not really like ready to go that kind of worries me yeah and I mean the fact that you still have LeBron and that I feel like that probably is going to hurt in the long run because like you mentioned it is a longer season it's the regular season now so if the players that are here that's supposed to back up LeBron and AD aren't that means LeBron and AD are taking up most of the load and here come like April May it's going to be tiring yeah. Unless like unless they kind of like those little minor injuries kind of get worked out. Yeah. I I hope 
it's going to be an uphill battle for them. Obviously, they have to adjust the whole lineup, figure that out, uh, test yeah. it out, figure out others' teams, you know, how they're approaching the game. And so it's, it's going to be a lot of learning lessons. Do I think they're going to start out like 15 and 0? Absolutely not. No. Mm-mm. Realistic. We're, we're going to be realistic here. Yeah, no. They, I, I say they, they probably have like a maybe like a 40% winning average, then they may like creep up to like 60. And then by the finals, they'll be ready to be like, okay, I could go on a seven game run, hopefully, as long as health is on their side. And, and um, hopefully their, their health unit is ready to take care of some, some grandpas. (laughs) You know what? I I saw a comment right now that said Carmelo better not sneak his way into the starting lineup. He's actually been warming up, okay? Yeah. He is shooting from three, like, one of the young guys. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm okay with him being in the in the starting lineup if he's going to create offense and, like... Yes. Because, honestly, like, there was no Kendrick Nunn. There's no Malik Monk. There's no Wayne, Wayne Ellington. So, who's going to take the three? Yeah. And exactly. that's, like, what we've been saying since last season. I, well, I've been, like, preaching, like, they need more shooters. Yeah. Like, they need someone to space out the floor. And... Yeah, they don't have it. But Carmelo's here, so maybe I don't know. It could be him. I feel like Melo could definitely sneak into the lineup. I feel like out out of all the guys that are on the Lakers who have have been main shot guys playing 35, 36 minutes, he's been one of those like in his career who's lessened his minutes over time. So I feel like now with a, a system that maybe he feels worth playing a max minute set for a game uh, that he'll be willing to be called on at least at least 25 minutes, at least for Melo. So. I, I feel like he's changed his game so that he is just like shooting and doesn't have to do a lot of work. So maybe that's why it might, like it could work. Cause I understand he is getting older and, but like he's not the old Melo that we all kind of knew and grow, grew up watching on no. the Nuggets. Like he's like a different Melo now, which is totally fine. So I feel like it just like they gotta just make plays for him too, and it'll work out. And if for not, sure. he'll just take the shot and be like, "Y'all just messing yeah. with me." <laughs> exactly. He'll he'll be like somebody off the bench. He'll be like the Ray, like Miami Ray Allen. Like I just came in here to shoot this clutch three, and then exactly. I'm gonna go sit, sit down. He's gonna be like that that clutch saving three for the Heat when um, what's yeah. his face? Yeah, Ray Allen, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, if you can just do that and win as a championship, you have earned your you have earned your monies, you have earned yeah. your contract. Like a, <laughs> a few years later, he retired. Like that was like his best play yeah. from like later games. So um, I, I think there's hope, definitely, for Melvin so and his influence on the on the team. But we're being realistic, guys. We're being realistic. We are, we are professionals. Uh, but yeah, so now that we remember the Lakers, we could talk about the 75th season of the NBA, 75 years of basketball, man, it's an old organization, right? Uh, but they're doing a lot this, this season to make it even more special, um, including releasing uh, all-time great list of 75 players. Uh, interesting stat that I heard is that there's over 100 NBA players in the Hall of Fame. So they're literally, like, taking that, so, well, some of that list and minimizing it down. And this, it's going to be controversial. It's going to be intense. It's There's going to be, I feel like, a lot of feedback. Um, how do you feel about it? How do you feel about this list? So, yeah, so they're dropping the 75th. 75 players of all time, right? Yes. And they're not really going to rank it. They're just going to be like, here you guys go. This is how we think the 75 best ones, yep. and they're not ranking it. So I feel like a lot of people are going to have their own opinions on who should be top 5, top 10, top 20. I'm more excited to see who, which active player makes this list, makes the cut, because then that means that retired players didn't make the cut. Yeah. Which, who did, who doesn't. I think for sure, though, I did not make a list. 75 is too many. But for sure, Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. Kobe, LeBron, and Curry. Yeah. That's already four. Who else did you say? Kobe, LeBron, Curry, Curry and... Kobe. And Michael MJ. Jordan. Okay. So any any older players? Like, we talking about, See, like... Old and Lakers. people are going to think, like, I'm being biased, but it's just, like, Lake, the Lakers have so many great players. Dominance. Like Kareem, Magic, mm-hmm. Jerry West. And it's just, like, 
so many. So I'm like, I'm honestly, I'm trying to see who they leave out because yeah. I feel like that's where the drama is going to go. NBA Twitter is going to go crazy. Yeah. Yes, that's very true. We will be uh, on uh, NBA Twitter discussing that. Please, please make sure you, you follow us. Do you have any like exclusive on who is for sure on the list? Girl, I love my job. Okay. I ain't getting <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, yeah. So if y'all didn't know, Brana works with the NBA. So I was like, let's see if she can get us something. But we don't want to get in trouble. Mm-mm. You can they, text me later, though. They are being like, like, about that. <laughs> you work at the NBA, you don't know. no, like they, cause Nobody knows anything. I, as far as I know, they have compiled a list of like 87 players. And then they're going to like chop it off literally like probably 24 hours before i mean i've been stressed my boss has been stressed we all been stressed we've been doing this excel document for like 50 years uh try it's it's really gonna be nice make sure you check out the dot com and the app on tuesday there's gonna be like a whole page dedicated to them and videos it's really going to be amazing honestly it's a really great project and i think that the league is is doing a great job amplifying these voices of the players, uh, amazing players. Obviously, it has to be a little competitive, right? What, what sports without competition? So the narrowing down of the list is definitely going to be uh, it's it's angsty, a lot of anxiety around it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure, but for me, uh, the like first few names that came off the top of my head when I was like, who do I want on this list most? Like defining my relationship with basketball would be LeBron, uh, Tracy McGrady, CP3, and Kobe. Yes. So, like, it's because it's just, like, so many great players. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I was doing my research, and I was, like, some people had Westbrook on it, and I was just, like, mm. like, yeah. he's great, but is he 75 all-time great? Exactly. I don't know. So then who do you cut out of the list and, like, put other people in there like Chris Paul yes see Tracy McGrady didn't even come to mind and he is great yes he is great so like do you think like Allen Iverson is gonna be on the list probably (laughs) he's so he's so controversial every time I think about him he's like he gave the league hell but he's really a great player I have a question what's up do do they have a criteria I actually don't know there's literally like a panel of coaches executives um other kinds of important people from the top that are that is that is going to vote on the list it's almost like the college football playoff system like they have these like members of the media you know these people who've been around for a very long time and kind of know the league almost like the back of their hand Mm -hmm. so um they are going to be officially narrowing down that list and yeah, so I, I feel like for some people, maybe their favorite players, players that like they grew up on may not be on the list, but somebody who made a clutch shot in 1967 is going to be on the list. Like, you know, I feel like it's going to be one of those. But for the most part, 75 is a good number because they did do a 50 list. Obviously, I was I wasn't really around for that because that's like 90 percent of my age. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> So 75, I feel like with the Hall of Fame number and mm-hmm. and all the championships that have been won and, and kind of just like seeing things over the decades, it's a good number to list a good amount of players that are worthy of such uh, a accolade, so to speak. So it, it, I think it's going to be fulfilling. It's going to be controversial, obviously, because everybody always. Yeah, I don't think everybody's going to be happy regardless. No. Regardless, no one's going to be happy. No, so if their favorite players missed or if their franchise is kind of this, so I'm just like, I'm excited to see how many also like from a certain team who has the most on that yes. on that list as the Lakers and the Celtics for sure. They have the most, I mean, it has to be, yeah, the most championships. So it's hard not to include those players, like you. And then, like, you think a player's gonna get mad if they're not on the list? And they think they deserve to be on it? Honestly, I feel like members of the media will provoke people. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. Obviously. So you didn't make the list. How you feel about that? (laughs) And they're going to be like, next question. So um, I I think we're going to get a lot of that. A lot of like, oh, I can't talk right now. I, I feel that. I feel that. But I think it's a really good cause. And there have been so many great years of basketball. And it's like, it's nice to have them all like just condense into a list so we'll see how that goes 
Yeah, I think it's going to be great. But I guess we could switch gears to the W. We're in finals mode right now. If you're not watching the WNBA, red flag yourself immediately. <laughs> we don't we don't know you. We don't know you if you didn't watch the finals. At least one game, a couple. At least. This season. <laughs> I know, right? Like, at least it's all-star weekend, something. Do a little. At first, I just really want to shout out uh, the, the Suns for giving the Mercury all of their, like, a lot of their attention and support. CP3 bought 500 tickets during the semifinals. Aiden did the same thing. They probably had a little, like, if I do it, you do it. And that's cool because the the W needs that kind of support, that kind of spotlight, that kind of, like, you know, packed out arenas. Like, we des- women deserve that. Honestly, if you haven't gone to go see a WNBA game like you're missing you're doing yourself a disservice because if you're a true basketball fan and I don't want to I don't want to talk shit about the guys I don't but they like really they're really good and like you can I feel like you can get a little bit more into it into like what plays are they running who's going where what's their spots what are they doing and it's just it's different it's different so if you haven't like you should definitely go and do that but um I'm a little disappointed Oh no! Lie. So as y'all can tell, I am a Sparks fan. Sparks fan, and that started since Lisa Leslie because we share the same name. So we we're like, yes, that's my girl. <gasps> Anyways, but like I've been kind of more consistent within the last few years. But I'm disappointed because Candace Parker left the Sparks. Yeah. She's now with the Chicago Sky, and she is thriving over there. As she should be. <laughs> As she should be because um, the head coach, Derek Fisher, decided that he wanted to bench her in the playoffs when she was playing for them. And now look at her leading her home. You know home. what? We need to have a whole segment on what is wrong with the LA Sparks once the season starts. Because, like, yeah. I, they have so many good players. Like, why were they, like, bur- <laughs> why towards the last two games of the season yeah. were – could they not score in the fourth quarter? Yeah. Like, I think it was two games before the season ended. Their season was on the line. They were trying to make the playoffs. They didn't score anything in the fourth quarter. And I was just like, why? Mm-hmm. What's going on? They called timeouts. Derek Fisher, hello, sir. You're supposed to make plays for these women. And you can't even run a good play that's going to make somebody score. Yeah. It's, I, it's I, a mess. But I'm, I'm still going to support them. Of course, support all women's sports because it's just the right thing to do, honestly. And I feel like their coaching staff, obviously we could get into this more, but I I feel like they've had that inconsistency in their coaching staff for a few years, and that's been a major problem for them. They don't have any leadership there uh, because they have amazing players. There's amazing players all across the the league, uh, but they just can't seem to figure out how to puzzle piece them together to make them fit to, to win another win another finals or win another championship. Uh, But on the other hand, you have Phoenix and Chicago. You have the GOAT, Diana Taurasi. They know what what to do. They have a good coaching staff, yes. Yes, versus another GOAT in Candace Parker. So it's just like a GOAT fest. (laughs) It's Honestly, it's historic. It's honestly historic. And I think it's like the best basketball of the season just because you're going like Chicago Sky, Phoenix, Mercury, on the one side, you have Candace. You have her playing in her hometown, her first season back, trying to get, like, win the championship, the first ever for the Sky. Yeah. And on the other hand, you have the Mercury. You have Diana Taurasi, who is just, like, playing, like, how she should be. Like, it's just, it's indescribable how well she is and how, like, and I know we talk about age, and it's just, like, you can't even tell. Seven you can't even tell. Years. She's so good. No, 17 years. Now, she be getting injured definitely a lot. But she be pulling, she be pulling through, like, when when the time is has come for her. Because she was literally sitting a lot of those playoff games until mm-hmm. it came down to the wire um, in, the, in the semifinals versus the, versus the Aces. Or, sorry, the, the conference final versus the Aces. So, for her to be like, okay, just forget this ankle. I'm just going to, I'm going to make it work. Um, and they were talking about how she's on a, like, round-the-clock, like, kind of uh, treatment for her ankle and her muscles and this and that. Like, all day she just 
preps herself and her body to be as wholly put together as possible just for the game, just for the 40 minutes. So that kind of dedication, that kind mm-hmm. of mindset, you do not find that in a lot of players, especially 17 years in. But she was drafted first overall 2004. So and the legacy she's already created for herself, she yeah. already has a ring, if not two. Um and it, she's just an amazing player, just paired up also with Brittany Griner, Sikkim Bears, got to shout out my alumni uh, gang and gang out here. Uh, but she's also been having stellar games. You're talking 20 plus points a, a night, like three nights in a row. Uh, when you look at a game like yesterday, she couldn't get any points and they weren't able to win. So you could tell how when their star plays are affected, they can't produce. And then they were just got shat on. Uh, mm-hmm. by Kalia Cooper and um, everybody else, <laughs> and Ali Quigley and Vandersloot and all of them shooters and their gang. But uh, so it's been I don't I don't know it's been an amazing series so far. Amazing. It doesn't even feel like we've they've played three games because every game is like oh my gosh just rip my heart out. Yes, yes, and like I I'm a Sparks fan. Like I like I like to be like LA oriented since I'm like born and raised here, so I'm like a Sparks fan. But, like, I also get, like, I just want to see everybody do well, especially women, women in sports, WNBA. So I'm kind of, like, the person, like, I'm just rooting for all the women. And it's just, like, okay, well, we all can't win. (laughs) One team has to win. So, like, my aim is more for the Phoenix Mercury just because they are a West Coast team. And I get more of their coverage here. So, like, sorry, Chicago Sky fans. (laughs) I'm sorry, but I'm going for the Mercury, okay? And, like, yes, Brittany Griner is a beast on the paint. Like, she is so dominant. She just overtakes that area, and she's just, like, like that kind of – that passion and aggression, that's what I wish, like, DeAndre Aiden was on. Like, that's what he needs to get on. That part. We all are in the same city. They Please take notes. meet up. Meet up. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I like Skyler Diggins as well. She's really good. Diana Taurasi so I'm just like I was so I was so ready to jump on the Mercury bandwagon and then I was like well what happened what happened like yesterday they just got blown out and I don't want to like they don't want to say it's fatigue yeah I will say it for them I think they are a little bit tired and it's like it makes sense like if y'all don't know but the WNBA is not treated the same way as the NBA they have to figure out how they're going to get from one place to another one city to the other accommodations and in the nba it's all just done for you somebody handles that for you you just show up and they let you know where and so i I feel like that adds to some kind of stress or pressure and then you have people trying to take care of their bodies and be physically ready for that game that's another stress and pressure on top of whatever else is going on on the side so like they don't want to say it but i think first game they were definitely tired i think they were there's there has to be some added stress when you have when you're when your work environment is kind of like that. There's no security as to who and where and what flight you gotta catch and what city you have to be in and right. where are we staying at. And it's just like the yeah. fact that they're doing all this and playing amazing basketball is like crazy. It's still gives them so much credit. It's super. It's still competitive. They they do. They do everything they're supposed to do, even with the things that they they're supposed to have but don't kind of situation. Mm-hmm. So it makes for I don't know, just um, it's an amazing situation to see them fighting for so many things like at once uh, and right. still be able to produce such amazing entertainment. And the fact that the you know Phoenix came off of a five game series. So if y'all don't know the semifinals and um. Sorry, the conference finals are set up for five games, and then the two two rounds before that are elimination games. So they don't have, like, that full stretch, but still, to come, it's usually, they usually don't have a lot of time in between unless you're top seed, then you get, like, two buys. But if not, you're somebody like Phoenix, who's played from regular season straight into the postseason with literally, like, maybe no two rest. days. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. two days in between, and one day is for family and recovery and the next day is for practice and recovery and then the next day the game like there's no really stopping and they played the aces another amazing team super heartbreaking honestly to see them go down uh but the mercury just at the end of the day just 
outplayed them. The Aces are still like a super young team. They just moved from San Antonio a few years ago. They have really great pieces, but they still need that experience. And when you're going up against a vet like Tarasi and then just a highly development kind of associated player like Brittany Griner, who's just gotten better. She just literally just she really keeps, has. She just keeps getting better. I mean, I don't know when her peak is going to be, but uh, she's dunking and she just has a certain dominance about her. She's a true center. Um, and the Aces didn't really have anybody like that. Even when you look at somebody like Liz Cambage, they're both six eight, six nine. Who knows? You know, they add inches or or whatever um, <laughs> to make things a little more. Those kind of, inches count. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the inches count. So, um, but she doesn't play the same way Brittany does. She likes to shoot from mid range. She likes to shoot the three point shot. You know, she's not getting huge blocks or huge dunks like she's going straight to the rim like Griner is and if you don't have a response for her then she's just going to run over you which is exactly what she did and I, and I think so too like even Asia Asia Wilson too like for the before this not this series not the finals the series before that when um they were going at it as well and like Griner came up on top I, for some reason, always on my Twitter timeline, I always get so much, like, Griner hate. And I'm just like, why? And so, like, honestly, like, I know, I know. Shocking. Or, like, there's always, like, comparisons between, like, um, Cambridge and Wilson and, and compared to Griner, especially during that series. I was just like, good thing that Phoenix came out on top because there's literally no comparison. Like, I was like, Griner is so good, a true center, like you mentioned. And, like, I think she was obviously, like, a key for pushing them to the finals. So sure. now that they're in the finals, it's kind of sad that they're not, like, at that level of competitiveness. But a lot of credit has to be to the sky. I will say that. For sure. I think for them to be a, a shooter-focused team, mm -hmm. um, uh, to be undersized and to be able to still pressure Brittany like they have is definitely something to congratulate and look to be like, wow, that's that's an amazing adjustment because – not a lot of teams can cover a 6'9 woman in all her power and glory, okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so that has been something to watch. I feel like it's still going to go to five games, and it's just going to be one of those things, again, where it's like, who's the more tired team? Who's not going to be able to, to bounce back? Because right now we have game four on Sunday at 3 Eastern time. So it's mm -hmm. Mark your calendars now. Okay, I saw some people in the comments. They don't really watch women's basketball. They haven't seen the finals. Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern time. Okay, I think it's ESPN or ESPN2, one of those. But you could, should be able to find it. Uh, um, so, obviously, Chicago is now leading 2-1. They only have to win three. Uh, so, Phoenix would have to win two more. Do I think they're capable? Absolutely. Somebody was literally just saying the other night that after losing a game, they've gone on several like three game winning streaks. So they're a team. They adjust from their losses. They know mm -hmm. how to fix the problems. Now with this one, they literally just got blown out. Like it was just horrible. Honestly, they lost by like 30 points. Uh, I think obviously they're going to have to focus on rest and starting the game on a high note. They can't wait yeah. to come out of the cannon like ha by halftime. Like they have to start first quarter because that's how Chicago is going to do it and when you're playing in a city like Chicago it's going to be insane <laughs> that's a basketball city so you know they're going to bring it <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah I feel like I was so I had hopes for them but then they got blown out again so I was just like oh, I don't know oh, no. I don't know because like somebody mentioned in the comments they're like really good at kind of stopping them like they've their defense is solid solid and they've been able to stop their star players who are the ones that contribute the most. So maybe if they keep that up, it could be Chicago. But I wish it to go to game five so it can be competitive and the Mercury can get a shot because yes. I want Diana to win another one. I'm glad we're <laughs> on the same page for that. So Yes, West Coast teams stick together, okay? Go. Not all of them, most of them. <laughs> get yourself a hoodie if you haven't, okay? W hoodies, the new, the new jerseys are fire. Um, make sure you support women's sports. Yes, because if you're in cold weather, you want that sweater. If you're in hot weather, you want a jersey. Yeah. It's and you're probably wondering, where am I going to get this stuff? Dick's. <laughs> Dick's Sporting Goods. Yes. Oh, yeah. Dick's Sporting Goods. Not that. Uh, 
Not the other. No, we don't like. Not that. the other one. The store. The store. <laughs> Actual store where you could buy stuff from. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. then obviously WNBA.com if you uh, want to just go online and browse there their uh, categories of clothing and accessories and all that stuff. <laughs> yes. Please support. Please support. Because sure. honestly, it's like, it, it's like, it kind of sucks that we have to tell you because it's really good by itself. So like, no one really has to tell you. If you watch a game, like, you'll be stuck on it. You'll be like, okay, this is good. Like, yeah. it's not, I don't know what people expect when they think like women's basketball, but it's just basketball. <laughs> it's just basketball. If you love basketball, you can watch whatever. It, it truly is. It truly is. And it gets matter. intense. It gets competitive. It gets like a nail biter. Like, it really does. Yes. If you mean, think it's like lacking in that, it's not. You yeah. just haven't sat down for the right amount of time to watch it. Yeah. Strong crossovers, people breaking ankles, like all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. And who knows? You might see your favorite NBA player there. Exactly. On the sidelines, doing what they're supposed to do, supporting other people in basketball. Yes. Women. So if it, that goes for soccer, that goes for hockey, there's a women's hockey league now. Like, we're just up here just expanding. Exactly. Um, doing great things. <laughs> and make sure y'all go uh, subscribe on Spotify and iTunes and wherever you find your podcast to listen to. Uh, make sure you follow LAFB Network amazing guys that allowed us to put this podcast together and present us to the world uh so make sure you follow them and obviously the WNBA the NBA all that good stuff everything basketball because basketball is life hashtag yes so thank you so much I'm gonna end the live now bye you guys thank you bye